The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in. We're going to be talking lawns and gardens today and encouraging everybody to go outside and do a little yard work today. It's only 26 degrees and uh, that'll keep you fresh. Anthony Tuggle is with us this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Uh, Is the soil frozen yet? It it takes a lot more than 26 degrees, I imagine. Good morning, Bart. Yes, sir. I, I don't. I don't think it's frozen this morning, but no. I had. I didn't go out there to test it either, though. <laughs> so, so people have no excuse not to go outside. Oh, it's a great day. It's a good workout. Yeah, uh, it'd be a great workout because you going to do a lot of working out to stay warm. So you yeah, want to stay real right. active to. Uh, now, to is stay there warm something we can plant right now? Here we are. What is this? The twentieth of uh, January. What can we plant? Uh, if we wanted to, because it's going to get up to 50 degrees this weekend. Wow, yeah. With providing the ground is not frozen, if you may have some uh, some bulbs <laughs> that you may have uh, had uh, left over from this uh, fall, then you can get a chance to get all the bulbs out. Uh, you can go out and put those out, providing it, it, the ground is not frozen. Uh, outside of that, I mean, you can, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to do except for go ahead and maybe some Trees and shrub, maybe you have some, some things you want to move, but for the most part, it's a, it's a good opportunity to do a lot of planning <laughs> to uh, what you're going to do. But order, ordering uh, uh, seeds from a seed company is a good thing to do. Now, if you, if you order seeds, what, what do you do? Do you, do you first want to plant them in, in the house and get them to come up? Yeah, that's what, yeah I, that's what I was going to say, Bar. Yeah, you go ahead and start some of those uh, indoors. Uh, and it's kind of go ahead and kind of kick those off. You've already received those seeds. Uh, it'll be real t- uh, quick turnaround before we actually be talking about planting uh, some of our spring uh, vegetables and some of those things uh, coming up uh, uh, fairly soon. But for the most part, just you can kind of start some of those, start planting some of those, uh, providing uh, you said going to get up to 50 something this weekend, uh, mulching to protect those plants. Uh, and things will, will always work. And probably we're going to be pruning uh, some damaged plants real soon, uh, especially with this uh, ice and cold we've been having. Um, some of those uh, plants and limbs and things probably have gotten broken or damaged. But some of those, uh, I'm thinking like crepe myrtle, some of those plants typically get some, when we have some, I'm going to say hard ones, we've had some hard cold winter days over the last few weeks. So some of those plants were probably the tips and things. Some of those plants may not uh, come back typically uh, from some winter kill, winter damage. So you're going to probably have to prune some, be ready to prune some of those. I was looking at some herbs uh, uh, yesterday, uh, particularly rosemary. Those have been burnt back real bad. So if you have some herb gardens that have some perennial plants in, so those going to be uh, uh, need to be uh, uh, cut back or, or restart, depending on how bad they are damaged. So you can start, I mean, rosemary and some herbs and some pots and things of that nature you can kind of do some of that 
I know a lot of people throughout the COVID uh, time have really, uh, uh, I'm going to say start eating healthier, but they've been a lot of, I think it's been even more interesting gardening and planting uh, some plants and, and gardens around their homes. So we're, we're seeing uh, uptake in people. That's pretty therapeutic also. It gives you something to do to uh, fill up your time, and, and it's productive. It is, and right there, we, typically we were stuck in our houses, so people got you can easily go outside and eat some, uh, uh, work in your garden and, and uh, get some fresh vegetables and, and share with your neighbors and things of that nature. So we're we, we seeing an uptake in that, and I I'm, 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 I'm have a feeling that that trend is going to continue because we're always, uh, well, especially earlier in the year, we always think about health and working out and going to the gym and all that. So we are hoping to see a continued uptake in uh, people want to grow uh, their own fresh vegetables and the ones that are not. Uh, we still seeing a very, we have always, well, we're not the farmer's market, not open now. We've seen an uh, uptake in people coming to the farmer's market over the last uh, two years uh, to buy fresh uh, uh, produce. So people are more uh, health conscious, uh, I think, in Rutherford County than in the past. Or in, so we're seeing a continue to kind of do some of those things. Now, when does the farmer's market reopen? I want to think the second uh, week in May. So it's, it'll be here before oh, we Oh, yeah, it. we'll have good strawberries, still some oh, greens and some of those <laughs> things, our uh, honeys and all of that. So, I would, yeah, we, 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 we're excited. Uh, but like I said, we've been having those snows and things and people, some things people can think about doing if they haven't done it. Uh, bird feeders. Mm-hmm. Put out some bird feeder. I mean, they were uh, a joy to watch in the snow feeding on my bird feeder. They it was like, man, I've, I don't think I ever seen so many birds out feeding. I guess everything was frozen, and the bird feeders that I had out back, they were had tons of birds all over the place. So if you have put them bird feeders out, uh, if you have some bird baths where they can actually get some fresh water, probably have to go take the ice out of it and re- <laughs> put some more in. But you got to keep those uh, with uh, fresh water because they will freeze. Uh, during this time, so uh, those are things you kind of look for, but yeah, we can we kind of do, and because like I said, we can kind of feed something. And you also gonna see squirrels and things that come in and enjoy <laughs> them, and enjoy the bird feeders as well. Because you can't get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> so so you'll see some other uh, uh, wildlife uh, enjoying your bird feeders as well, especially when they fall to the ground and, and things like that. So. Now, can you attract certain birds if you're wanting to watch certain birds? Well, with the food that you put out, can you attract, uh, you know, uh, starlings or whatever you're trying to attract? <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with that, but I saw a, a variety of uh, yeah. different birds, cardinals and all those different birds that were out. And uh, a lot of blackbird, brown bird. We call you, you I don't know what they real true name. Well, I know we see what you call them. Yeah, we had snow. We call them snowbirds. I don't know. Yeah. So we saw, I saw a lot of different birds out over the, um, over the last uh, couple of weeks just, just out feeding. And, and I hear a lot of people are starting to see eagles around here now, uh, especially around the Stones River, Walter Hill area. A lot of eagles, uh, you know, the bald eagles. So uh, I don't know what you do to attract them, but uh, just be thankful if you have some to, to watch. That, that, that would is, be fantastic. Oh, that would be great to see. I, don't, I didn't get any of those. I, mean, <laughs> uh, I don't think I typically see. Whatever they want, they get. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we see a lot of buzzers around, around town. I, I know, we, you know there's all kind of roadkill. We always see in buzzers, so you, don't, you want to kind of stay away from those. You can but, find those on the traffic lights. Oh, yeah, they yeah, are. And they all everywhere. the street lights and stuff like that. I, they just sit there and, and wait. Yeah, they're not afraid anymore. They don't no. tend to fly off. They're more, <laughs> they're pretty brave these days. 
But, uh, but yeah, that, that was the thing we can kind of look for doing. But uh, And as the weather continues to uh, change, we'll be really getting more engaged. Soil sampling, oh, yeah, providing yeah. the uh, ground is not frozen again. Uh, you can go out and take uh, some soil samples now. It would be great. Uh, I know typically ground is going to be wet. Uh, I would say let it dry out before you bring it in and put it in those little uh, uh, boxes that we have because those uh, will – Water and cardboard will have a tendency to make those degrade and won't make it to the lab. So you can go ahead and pull those. But it's a great time to pull those because the soil, if it's not frozen, it will be real moist. It will be easily digged down. So you said let it dry out. Uh, if, if you put it in, uh, I don't know, just get a few samples enough to, to put in a, a bowl or something to let it dry, how long should it take to dry out? Well, depending on where you have it at. Excuse me. It's, I don't know it's depending how wet it is. I, I, yeah. It's kind of hard to say. And 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 no people kind of tendency to think if it dries out, it's going to uh, damage the sample. But no, what happens when it goes to the lab? They're going to have to dry it even more to uh, go run their tests on it. So uh, it's just easier to pull now and let it dry. Uh, but if you bring it in, you know. If you if you send it in, you know, I'm um, say in a Ziploc bag or something like that, uh, instead of the box, uh, there will be a better fit than putting in those boxes, some kind of uh, uh, degradable container. Mm-hmm. So be a, now, how long of a turnaround if if we did it now, when they're not getting as many requests? What kind of a turnaround are we looking at? Once it get to the lab, I'm thinking about it. It's still around about a two-week time t- turnaround because they have to go through that drying process and then do all the testing and stuff for it, depending on how moist it is. But uh, I think uh, that they are, they are getting uh, kind of steady. I guess they're, they're open when they're open based on the weather, if they can get to the lab. Yeah, they're on a hill. Yeah, they're on a big hill. <laughs> <laughs> they're in Nashville. Yeah, so. Uh, so, and a beautiful place to go visit uh, they have a nice museum up there. They do have a nice uh, a museum. Ellington Ag Center is, is a real nice uh, complex for the ones that uh, haven't been there. A good museum. Uh, kind of remind it's a little bit. It's a lot bigger, but kind of remind me of that uh, uh, Cannonsburg. I know we were talking. You were talking mm-hmm. about the uh, Uncle Dave Macon's on, on the way over here. So it's just kind of a look nice Ag Center sitting on top of a hill and uh, yeah, uh, beautiful place. It is. So uh, check it out. In fact, you can can you take your sample over there and look at the museum while you're there? You can. You can drop it off at the uh, extension office there, and then the museum and uh, other uh, facilities that are on um, around there that you can kind of look at the museum. I, and uh, I, I don't think it's a charge for the museum, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't you, think there is. So you just kind of go through and look at a lot of neat uh, uh, things over there. So that's the Ellington Agricultural Park, or what, what do they call that? A- Agricultural uh, Center. Center. Yeah, Ellington Ag Center. Okay. Uh, and it is in Nashville, uh, and it's on the Murfreesboro side of Nashville, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if that helps if you any. <laughs> yeah, but it's still going to have a rough... Well, you might not have bad traffic today, but typically uh, most times... Going, Na- going to Nashville is going to be traffic uh, anyway. Even getting out of Murfreesboro can be a hit to the time you can go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. Are you going to have any uh, classes coming up soon? I mean, we're we're not too far away from springtime. I mean, uh, Groundhog Day is coming up February the second, and that lets us know what uh, when spring will be here. Uh, (laughs) Very official like. Uh, So people will really be into doing their 
planting the gardens, getting uh, the grass looking good, flowers, what have you. Uh, do you have some programs coming up to make that uh, a little better for us? Uh, I think there's a class on uh, the 22nd, a lawn and uh, landscape weeks weed program. I think well, that's two days, mm -hmm. Saturday. And that's January 22nd? Uh, no, February 22nd. February 22nd. Okay. And, uh, there's a, a, a long, and there's some other programs in March. Um, I can't remember all those off my head, but I knew, do know they're on our website. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's that website? Uh, Rutherford.Tennessee.edu. Everything is spelled out. Uh, Rutherford.Tennessee.edu. And they can basically look on, look on there and click on the calendar. It will show uh, uh, all of our uh, educational programs that are on there. But those are the first two come to mind. On there's a kind of lawn care academy that Mitchell does. It's kind of a multi-series program that's in uh, March and then there's another one um, in, a, in a February as well as far as the lawn care uh, program, lawn and weed. Uh, so, and I'm, I know there's other, I know Rachel and the Master Garden are always having some additional program. I know the Master Garden program is starting uh, fairly soon as well for people who sign up for that as well as the uh, basic gardening uh, the class that's, condu that's conducted by our Master Garden. <coughs> Okay, so uh, circle those dates on your calendar and uh, get ready for spring. I mean, it's just fun thinking about spring. If it's 26 degrees outside, uh, it's, that's a fun thing to think about. It is, it is gorgeous. I mean, we, we, early December, we, were, we had all those warm days. It was one we were going to have a winter time frame. We had those storms coming through, but it's great to see some good cold weather. Hopefully, uh, you know, people enjoy. I know the kids have been enjoying all the snow we, we, we've had because they've been up and down my neighborhood all <laughs> when the snow is out. So it's just been uh, great to see. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And you can talk or text when you send your question in dealing with lawns and gardens. 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment, check on a few things, and then we'll be back and continue the conversation about lawns and gardens. Anthony Tuggle is with us this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. That's over at the Lane Agri-Park. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We've got your local sports fix. Weekdays at 5, it's all sports talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett here on WGNS. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. Discount Mattress is cleaning house. All remaining 2021 models are priced at or below cost to make room for newly arriving models. Save hundreds on brand names like Serta, Simmons, Englander, Beautyrest Black, and iComfort. Discount Mattress is locally owned and operated and has been serving Murfreesboro since 2001. Come see us at 1647 Northwest Broad Street next to Lex Pro Automotive and Pinnacle Bank. Discount Mattress, a better night's sleep starts today. 
Good morning. Interstate traffic still moving out here on 24 as you head up towards Nashville. A couple of slick spots out here on some of these back roads. So give yourself a little bit of extra travel time. Warmer weather is waiting for you at Pensacola Beach. Book your next getaway at PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon. We'll see high in the mid-30s. North winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, a low of 19. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 25. Hi, this is Chuck Gandy at Gandy Seafood Company, here to let you know that it is time to order your king cake for Mardi Gras. We offer a variety of flavors. My favorite is pecan praline. You'll want to get two of those because you won't want to share it. The Gandy Seafood Cajun Market. Come see us. Across from Sports Common Murfreesboro. For orders, call 615-956-6590. That's 956-6590. He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Welcome back. Understand the uh, Tennessee Cattlemen's Association will be coming to town. We're talking about lawn and gardens and farming information, things of that sort this morning. Anthony Tuggle is with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. The 2022 Tennessee Cattlemen's Association Convention, January 28th and 29th. That, that should be a good group coming up. <laughs> they, <coughs> excuse me, they should be, Bart. Um, they always do some uh, excellent programming. We work real well with them. Um, the headquarters uh, for Tennessee Cattlemen here is, is, is in Murfreesboro. So it's... Uh, you look like you didn't know that. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, the Tennessee Cattlemen Association uh, uh, um, uh, uh, headquarters here is in Murfreesboro over there off of uh, Casey Lane. So they're um, right down the street, not too far from down the street from us. So they are, But they are very good to work with. We can work with our uh, beef producers. Uh, they help uh, do a lot of programs with like beef cattle assurance, make sure our producers, they help with those programs, make sure our uh, uh, producers are basically uh, vaccinating and doing a lot of those, help with their animals, health care issues and things like that as well. So we are always excited to go over there and help them and work with them on, on a lot of their programs. So if you are, and I know a lot of times when people think about a cattleman association, we do have a, 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 a our local group with the Rutherford County Cattlemen Association work real well with them. So you don't have to be a large producer or, or anything like that to uh, participate in those programs. So I would ask you to join the, uh, the Rutherford County, obviously, and the Tennessee Cattlemen Association. I think if you're a member of the Rutherford County, you're automatically a member of the uh, Tennessee Cattlemen's Association. So it's uh, Joe Bales, I think, has just been uh, made president of that group, a local, local guy. Local farmer, Lo- okay. Yeah. Uh, MTSU. Uh, he's over at MTSU, one of the administrators at the university, but just a heck of a nice guy. So, yeah. congratulations, Joe. Yeah, I mean, for the ones that are entering that program, uh, it's going to be held over at the Embassy Suite. So, hopefully, uh, some of the people I know, our, some of our producers, if you're interested in learning more about it, I'm going to say uh, sign up, go over there, learn and participate. And, and, they, and you can go to their website as well. Uh, they have an extensive uh, uh, program. 
Uh, what I like going over there doing ball is looking at the trade show, see all the different uh, things that they have doing the trade show. And, uh, you know, they always have some freebies and <laughs> things to hand out during those trade shows. So uh, I'm always collecting stuff like that at, at different trade shows from different uh, conventions and meetings. I think a lot of people don't realize all of the things that the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service does. Uh, I mean, we talk a lot on the radio about the gardens and checking your soil samples in the farmer's market, but you actually work hand in hand with the local farmers. You go to their farms and what kind of uh, things do you do for the agricultural community? Well, the biggest thing when I kind of think about, we like to, with our program here we're looking at, we'd like to help Tennessees help themselves to make them uh, our producers uh, more uh, uh, productive and profitable. It's the overall uh, outcome of a lot of our uh, 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 program we think about. Some of our beef program, we are, like I mentioned earlier, we offer uh, beef quality assurance where we offer those programs to really kind of help uh, producers learn, know how to properly uh, 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 vaccinate uh, and take care of those animals. We also to do a lot of uh, forage nutrition uh, program where we talk about how producers, help producers uh, better manage their uh, forages. I mean, that's grass that the cows uh, actually eat and, and to make those more profitable. Hay management, you know, that's pretty much as dry grass and how to store those properly to work with those producers on how to do that. And that's not only for beef cow, we do it for horse, sheep, goat. Uh, we don't really do a lot for hogs. And we don't have, uh, for hogs, we have very few hogs uh, at this time. But all of those, and then nutrition and health, also marketing, how to market those animals uh, and sell those animals. So really help grow their grow their profitability of those animals. Uh, uh, enterprises uh for those for those animals but uh, again uh from anything from <laughs> uh talk about how uh, uh to synchronize their calving season do you want, kind of want all the calves to come in at the same time so it's easier to manage and, and go those so from uh, it's just a variety of nutrition and health management uh, uh program that we do with with our producers and then we also do uh those uh i know we with, when I say crop, people don't think we have a lot of crops in Rutherford County. We still have uh, quite a bit of, uh, obviously, corn, soybean, mm -hmm. and all those kind of crop, wheat. So how can those uh, producers uh, better grow those crops uh, and to be profitable, how to get the maximum yield of variety uh, trials on what the new varieties that are coming out, how to manage the wheat, and then talk about weed control, not only in those crops, but also in some of the forages and things of that nature as well. So we, we do a variety of education program that deals with our uh, producers. So corn, soybean, and wheat are the biggest uh, soil, uh, biggest crops that you produce here. Uh, I would think so, yes. And what, what about uh, animals? What are the, what's the biggest livestock area? Uh, I want to say horses, but I you know cattle may be it number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we do have uh, tons of uh, horse and ponies. Uh, and then you think about uh, cows, beef cattle. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of dairy cattle left in the county. We used to be the a pretty no, big dairy yeah, cattle. Yeah, the largest dairy cattle uh, county in the state. Uh, so then we got a lot of uh, sheep, goats. Uh, we, I mean, we see goats and sheep uh, all over the place. So we, 
and chickens. We have just things chickens, like, really? Yeah, okay. We have quite a bit of uh, uh, chickens as well. And most of them are kind of backyard uh, mm-hmm. type of But we do a lot of education. Well, no, I mean, we do one program called the Chick Chain with our 4-H'ers. And uh, to really kind of, uh, they basically re- uh, get chicks, raise them 22 weeks, and then they bring them back to sell to the uh, general public. And people basically, and they, and they are egg layers. So they basically uh, laying eggs and and. and we still have people who like to uh, purchase those fresh eggs and things like that. So they'll buy the chickens. You know, some of them keep it in. The kids actually learn a little self business. They learn how. Some of them keep their own chickens and um, and sell the eggs themselves. So so that's still it's a pretty big active program. Typically, I think we have like twenty some kids a year participate in that program. Kind yeah, of I've cap- heard a lot of good things about that chick chain. <laughs> We got to get you out to broadcast the auction this year. <laughs> <laughs> Do a play-by-play. Play-by-play on, on the on the. Auction. Now, when is that usually? I mean, it's not. It, it's early spring. I think it? it's. Oh, they normally get the chicks early spring, uh, and they actually off them off. Love the auction. I can't even say I talk. Auction them off. I think around August time. Frame. Oh, okay. So okay. they keep them quite a while. Uh, they basically get baby chicks, and then they raise them up to uh, land capacity. So. And how many? eggs does a normal chicken lay i mean for somebody who's thinking <laughs> i want to get a few laying hens uh how many do you need to take care of you know your family we would just take one chicken lay one egg per day okay so depending on how many eggs you want to eat a day how many chicken you i mean chicken you need how many do you eat already <laughs> <laughs> So and if you want two eggs the day, you need at least two chickens. Yes. So. so, and is there a? This is a dumb question, <laughs> but is there a difference? Uh, if can you taste the difference in eggs that are laid fresh by chickens versus what you buy at the store? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's the short answer. Yes, I love it. fresh eggs. Uh, obviously, everything fresh is better. I would think. So yeah, there is a uh, difference in their uh, taste and the freshness of those eggs. I remember a lot of uh, people, I'm, a, I to use, I'm trying to find a politically record word, a lot of old people re- used to like really making those, making baking cakes with uh, those fresh eggs or those brown eggs. Mm-hmm. Something. So so it, those, I think they used to make them of the best cakes and pies back in the day. So is that the giveaway if, if they're, <laughs> they're brown eggs? Well, no, I, no, it's not a secret. I'm not a baker. And was, some people will argue with that, but no, I just know people I know back growing up, people in Mississippi used to like baking cakes and pie with fresh eggs or uh-huh. even a brown egg. So. And fresh butter, too. Go yes. all the way. Oh, yes. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Doing fine. Good. Did you have a comment? I guess not. Uh, but we did know that he's doing fine. That's good to hear. That is good. <laughs> Our phone number, 615-893-1450. If you have something you'd like to uh, share with us this morning, even if it's that you're doing fine, we've, we're good to, good to go on that. 615-893-1450. Anthony Tuggle is with us. And he's with the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We are looking at uh, lawn and garden issues. Uh, so if you have one, it says here, um, how deep do you plant bulbs like tulips and daffodils? I love the garden show, and thank you so much. Thank you for listening, by the way. How deep would you plant bulbs? 
typically you no know, bulbs are different sizes we like kind of a rule of a thumb two to three times the size of that bulb so if you have a one inch bulb you want to plant it about three inches deep so or two in two to three inches deep so twice the size the of the, of the bulb okay it's kind of a rule of thumb the depth you want to uh plant those uh, and that's a, I mean, that, that kind of remind me of a question, a thought process when I ask a question. Typically, when you plant uh, bulbs and those type of plants, avoid putting those rocks and all those stone type uh, mulches over those. You try to use an uh, or organic type mulch over those versus those rocks and uh, things like that because they make the bulbs a little bit more difficult to fight through those rocks and stones to uh, 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 to come up. So once they use a lot of that energy to do that, and then they won't uh, bloom and flower uh, as prolific as they would. But. Here's a, a question from a listener who says they just moved to Murfreesboro, and the house that they bought had quite a few uh, looks like iris in the yard. They haven't seen them yet, but uh, <laughs> from what it looks like, it, they think they're iris. Uh, tell us a little about what we need to do with the iris, is there anything we should do right now or in the springtime? Well, first of all, iris is our state flower. <laughs> and I guess that means it should do pretty well for you or it wouldn't be the state flower. Yeah. Right now, I wouldn't worry about doing anything to those. Uh, just kind of wait to see how, uh, I mean, they still some foliage on them. Obviously, they are, if you're, you're kind of recognizing those at this time. I would kind of go, maybe you go ahead and cut those back because uh, the foliage is going to be dead anyway. You can go ahead and cut that dead foliage back on them. be the only thing I can will recommend at this time. And also uh, just kind of watch them and then see how, if they are over over abundance, overcrowded. You may want to thin them out in the fall uh, a little bit. But right now, I don't think the foliage will be the only thing there. So I would just go ahead and cut all that back to the ground uh, at this time. Here's another question, uh, and I've, I've never heard this term before. What is a good time to do frost seeding here in Rutherford County? Uh, and they say that they're going to be using clover. Well, first of all, what is frost seeding? I've never heard of that. Well, I'm going, I'm going to make an assumption whether it is. I ain't heard it either. But basically, while the frost is out, kind of, I'm going to assume it's kind of like people used to seed their grass in the snow okay. and kind of push okay. it on down. As it default, uh, as the snow melts, then it would go into the uh, soil uh, and come up that way. So I'm going to assume that's that's basically. Uh, I'm, I I don't know. I don't really know how to answer, it, but yeah, I'll preferably to wait uh, to uh, the uh, ice melt and you know, how you look. Every gonna do clover. You may want to drill it in, but early springtime frame. Uh, we preferably did that in the fall, but earlier the, the better you can in the spring will be a good opportunity to do that when the ground is not frozen. And another person says you were talking about chickens. Uh, a friend of mine has some Orpington chickens. They're orange looking. What is different about those chickens versus others? And do the different chickens offer different types of eggs? Orpington, have you, have you ever I'm heard? Not, I'm not familiar with that uh, uh, that, that type of uh, bird right there. Uh, but to answer the other part of the question, yes, uh, the eggs do vary uh, based on the different types of uh, 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 chickens that you have. Uh, some lay... Uh, uh, the size of the egg is different. The taste is a little different, and also the color can be a little, little different on, on those on those eggs. But typically, most of them are going to be white eggs. Uh, 
I'm generalizing typically, but but they will be a little different in, in some of the taste and uh, in the quality of those eggs. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Anthony Tuggle. How are you today? I'm well, Bart. Good. Uh, uh, the frost seeding, uh, there was actually an article about that a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I think, out of the Extension Service in, uh, in the Cannon County paper. But it's where you sow the seed on the frozen ground. Or, as, as Anthony mentioned, sowing it on top of snow while the ground is frozen. And as the ground thaws and the snow melts or the frost melts, it actually opens up the ground to be more receptive to receiving the seed and hoping, hoping that it will make a better stand. Uh, my father-in-law always said, old-time farmer Bart, uh, the best time to sow your overseed is on top of snow in February. So this is probably getting close to a good time to do some seeding then. That's right. As, as, as some homeowners or people wanting to overseed their pastures or hay fields and things, a lot of times, even with the clover, to, uh, to sow it on, uh, on that frozen ground after a real hard, hard freeze, and then as the, as the ground thaws up, uh, it, it opens up. The moisture uh, helps it make good contact and should establish a good, good uh uh, a good stand of uh, grass. Very good. Have you ever tried it yourself, by the way? I have. I have. And did it do and, well? Anthony's going to have to call the call the folks up at the Cannon County <laughs> and, and, and get some help with that one. There you go. Thank you for calling. Oh, you're welcome. This you is have Joey, a, by the way, Bart. I, I thought I recognized. I was going to ask you uh, about any uh, any coyotes or anything that you'd found lately. <laughs> no, 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 not, not lately. Okay. Thank you, Bart. Appreciate all y'all do. Thank, thank you, Joey. Bye, bye. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. That was Joey P. Uh, very involved in the agricultural Cur- community. Uh, also very involved in the health community with Murfreesboro yeah. Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. We've got some more questions coming in, so uh, we'll be getting to those. If you've sent a question in or if you're on the phone, hold on. You're coming up next. The Wake Up Crow, weekday morning, 6 to 750. your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Whether you're a brand new hobbyist or have been into aquariums for a long time, we have all of the supplies to either get you started or keep you going. One of the best things about coming to Animal City is the knowledgeable and caring staff. We are here to help you with all your pet needs. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. 
With your WGNS Salute to Veterans, I'm Scott Walker. In 2019, Andrew Lee, a retired soldier who proposes quilting as a way to reduce PTSD, was at the Stitcher's Playhouse in Smyrna. There, he displayed his quilt that depicts the raising of the flag over Iwo Jima. The quilt that he made had 12,100 squares of material and took about one year to sew together. Andrew Lee served in the U.S. Army for 10 years where he was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. He completed two deployments to Iraq. There, he suffered a traumatic brain injury. Andrew explained to WGNS why it's so difficult for veterans to return to civilian life. And he told WGNS, when you're on duty, you must shut off all emotions, which is your protection mechanism. For him, he said, quilting has helped me dramatically. A lot of veterans don't have an outlet in any way, shape, or form, or a hobby or a pastime that's productive that allows them to separate where they've been to where they want to be or where they could be. So sewing forces your mind to be active, and it's in a group of other veterans that you can talk amongst and understand that you're all on the same level. And we don't like it to share it with other civilians because they don't understand, but other veterans do understand. So that's why the group concept works well. With your salute to veterans, highlighting different accomplishments, and allowing veterans to tell their story, I'm Scott Walker. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Anthony Tuggle is with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We're talking lawns and gardens. It's a pleasant 26 degrees. And Anthony's saying, go out and work up a sweat. <laughs> Enjoy yourself today. 615-893-1450. Here's another text question from a listener. Says, my yard's about a half acre. About a half acre in size, it's mostly weeds, and I want to go to fescue. What do you think about that? Is that a good way to go, fescue? <laughs> well, fescue is the dominant grass that we have here um, in in, uh, in 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 Tennessee, and especially in Rutherford County. Um, it's kind of that's kind of a hard question this time of year, especially this, right now, because. I would recommend typically, uh, mostly we are kind of like to have more information. We can go out and preferably, I'm sure they have some fescue still out there already along with the weeds. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I would probably go in late February or especially in March, late February, March, March time frame, and just go ahead and overseed uh, those uh, fescue seeds. And uh, then we try to take the weeds out just because it'd be so cool typically during that time. I wouldn't recommend going in just spraying and killing out everything and then trying to uh, establish a, uh, a fully uh, fescue uh, alone. But it was like late summer, because uh, fall is obviously our best time to seed uh, fescue grasses. I would recommend going in uh, late July uh, and just basically August, late July, and basically spray and kill everything out then overseed it with a, uh, um, 
uh, the tall fescue seed, but this time of year, uh, probably just go in in late February or March time frame and just uh, try to thicken that fescue stand up. And then uh, after those grasses come up, then let's try to eliminate the weeds uh, out of that uh, tall uh, fescue. And then in the fall, let's come back in and uh, again try to thicken uh, that uh, uh, fescue up then with, with, with some more overseeding. Now, I think that a lot of people, when you think about putting out new grass in their yard, doesn't look the way they want. For some reason, our mind goes to spring. We think <laughs> of spring being a fresh start. Let's make that fresh. But that's not the case with yards, is it? It's fall. For tall fescue, the, the best time is the fall. The second best time is, is the springtime. Uh, now, with this- them saying they had mostly weeds, uh, should they get rid of the weeds first? I mean, uh, we do a lot of that in the in the spring. I'm gonna, not at this, not at not in the spring, just because our window of seeding is so so, so much smaller than it would be in the fall. Oh, okay. I will just okay. go ahead and uh, overseed those uh, t- tall fescue, and then let's come back in after the tall fescue get up and growing and get uh, get established. Then let's go ahead and eliminate the weed population and control the weeds uh, at that point. Now, one thing that you have at the Lane Agri-Park that I think is really neat, and that's your plots of grass. I mean, you can go out there today and see what the different <laughs> types of grass look like uh, in, in late January. Uh, I mean, y- you need to know that. Uh, and it also, you've, you've got a, a sort of a list of how much maintenance different types of grass require. Yeah, when you get a soil sample, that's one of the things we do is recommend uh, low, medium, and high maintenance. And uh, we do keep an area that's maintained. You can see a difference in how well your turf will look on low, medium, and high maintenance. Low maintenance is going to have a lot of weeds, a lot of uh, uh, everything in it. Really, medium will be a, a little bit, uh, a little bit, it's look better than low maintenance and high maintenance. We're obviously going to be having a very manicure yard, and each one of those require work. Uh, obviously, low low maintained yard, no little to no effort. Natural, <laughs> <Media>. <laughs> all on <all> natural. <laughs> and, and then, uh, well, you always took a high maintenance. Obviously, going to require a lot more uh, effort on your behalf, but. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be better off just go ahead and oversee and, and and try to eliminate those weed population later on. A lot of, and all the weeds that they may see coming up that we'll be seeing coming up in the next uh, few weeks will be uh, uh, winter winter broadleaf, and those will die off when it get warm anyway. And then we can kind of manage those after we seed in the uh, uh, fall with some pre-merge application to eliminate some of those weeds and things of that nature. And then we can also, after those grass come up, we can use some uh, pre-merge material in the uh, in the sp- late spring, early summer to con- control uh, some of those uh, grads, the grasses like uh, crabgrass and some of those Dallas grass and goosegrass and things of that nature typically come up during the summer uh, time frame. So I would just seed and then let's try to eliminate the weed population with pre-emerge and some post-emerge control on some of those weeds. Okay, so those are some things. Uh, and, and that's another reason that a soil sample <laughs> is important. I mean, it gives you the information that you really need. And give you those recommendations for low, medium, and high maintenance and when to put those out so you can maintain those uh, uh, yards as well. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 
We're talking lawns and gardens this morning, and uh, we've got all the information right here. And once again, what is your web address at the Ag Center? Uh, Rutherford.Tennessee.edu. And also there are calendars on there, and also there uh, top right-hand corner, I believe, it plays a publication, and you can type in your search menu. And we should have a publication uh, that will help you with, with with some of these as well. But not only that, you can shoot us. Our email address is on there and our phone number on there as well. You can always call us and ask us questions at uh, 615-898-7710. Uh, so they can feel free to call us, um, and we'll be glad to answer those questions and, and visit with them on the phone to try to get more uh, detailed information to help them uh, with those situations. And while you're looking at that web address, which is Rutherford, spell it all out, Rutherford.Tennessee, spell out the whole state, Tennessee.edu. When you go to that website, it's the Rutherford County website, and it'll show you uh, events coming up at the Ag Center. And so uh, there are a lot of great programs coming up, uh, you know, late winter, early spring, uh, to help you do the best. And we're moving into a time of the year that uh, really gives you a lot of opportunities. Uh, all throughout this time right now, good time to plant trees. And I know that uh, you have specific trees that grow better here <laughs> in Middle Tennessee. And if you're coming into the area from somewhere else, uh, you may not be able to plant the trees that are your favorites because uh, I don't know where you came from, but if you came from a tropical area, those don't always work here. Same true if you came from the uh, colder areas, those don't always work here. So. Yeah, we're, we're in what we call the uh, transition zone, and people ask, what is that? And my, and our defi my definition is basically we can grow anything. We can grow pretty much anything in Tennessee, but nothing real. <laughs> but we and we've had people <laughs> doing banana trees. I know. I still don't know how those are doing. How you, how you it takes those. a lot of patience. A lot, <laughs> lot of work, a lot of work in doing, doing those. But we can, we can pretty much uh, grow it. Good thing about Tennessee, we can also have a garden pretty much year-round. Uh, pretty much year-round. But mm -hmm. uh, we can do a lot of things. We can grow a lot of different uh, uh Produce and uh, landscape plants and things of that well that nature. So, and we do have some problem plants, uh, problem pests at times that cause us some issues. So we try to avoid avoid some of those also. We have one final question, and uh, then we'll need to wrap it up. And that's a person wanting to know more about uh, setting up some beehives. Uh, the bee group uh, are they still meeting regularly? They are, uh, and they have a beginner B program. We have a beginner B program, I would say. Uh, and it, I really just, they're going to be one of them coming and say, we need to have one-on-one -on -one to get more details on that. Uh, so I will go recommend you on that one. Uh, call it off. We can, we can uh, give you more information on it. I know the Bee Association, they give away hives uh, uh, through a raffle or a drawing or something. Uh, I want to say this time of year, early year, or I'm not sure where they, how they get them, but... Uh, I know Mitchell is kind of leading that program. I do know they do have a beginning bee program that our beekeepers, that bee, which are great volunteers as well, that actually teach those programs for us also, and along with Mitchell to kind of do some of those programs. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be kind of a situation where we need to know where you are, what's, I mean, 
what's your experience and and, uh, and trying to get you established on this. I'm going to recommend you call the office. We can get you uh, connected. Uh, with that, is that in the number six one five eight nine eight seven seven one zero. All righty, Anthony Tuggle, our guest this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Enjoy it, Bart. You have a great day. Stay warm. I'll try. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.